0: Hey everybody!
1: Hi hey there, welcome back to Planet and God.
0: Yep, so we're on chapter 15 of Matthew.
1: Yep, continuing our reading challenge. We are one day over the Half midway. Mark. Yes, you've made it.
0: <laughs>
1: one day over. Yay! Let's uh, dive right in. Yeah. Cool. So, so I wrote down the first section here as verses 1 through 9. What's very key to understanding this is verse 2. When you have the Pharisees and the scribes, right, they're still asking questions. Anytime you see them, now they're going to ask questions of Jesus.
0: I think in this, what they're trying to do when they ask the questions is maybe they're trying to find fault in him at this point. And they are still trying really... to find
1: fault. But the fault that they're trying to find in him is with their oral law.
0: Right, which they've already in their minds found, right. but I think still, because there's so many people following.
1: Yeah, they're still trying to, to pull people away. But you see that in verse 2, Why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders, for they do not wash their hands when they eat. Uh, the tradition of the elders being a reference to the oral law. So the, he, they're calling out the fact that Jesus and his disciples don't follow that tradition. The tradition of washing being that the Jews, you know, they would say that you'd have to wash before every meal. And on some instances, they would walk up to four miles to wash before they eat. So that's that's very, very traditional. Man's tradition for them. And then Jesus challenges them by their breaking of God's commands the mosaic law he challenges their traditions based on how they had an elaborate system of how to not honor your father and mother and so Jesus is hey he's calling them out for that and he's saying hey in your tradition you focus on the outward experience of washing your hands but you break the mosaic law in not honoring your father and mother And really the key takeaway, key application I found in this one was that do we listen to the tradition of elders? Do we listen to the traditions of man more than the commands of God?
0: I like that.
1: Yeah, there we go. Um, So then that brings us into verses 10 through 20, where Jesus is effectively using biology to prove the point that it's not what goes into the mouth that makes you unclean which is what the rabbis would teach, but rather it is um, what comes out of the mouth, because what comes out of the mouth comes out of the heart. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was just going to add to that. Um, Following the practices of the law doesn't make you good or bad. Right. um, But it's what lives in your heart that determines if you are defiled or not. Right.
1: And then Jesus makes three points about the Pharisees in this section. First, that they are plants not planted by God and will be uprooted um, they are the blind that are leading the blind. So they're blind and they're leading other people that are blind. Effectively saying that they're they're leaders of people that reject the Messiah. And the reference to them falling into a pit is a reference to the destruction that will come, the judgment on the nation that happened in eighty seventy.
0: Yeah, it's interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. And then um, verses twenty one through twenty eight. Is a key section. Um, this was a a section here with the Canaanite woman that sparked a lot of controversy about a year ago, especially on the YouTubes and TikToks. I'm not really on it, but I heard about it. Um, I'm going to post in the show notes a couple of links to the video that sparked the controversy and. Um, reactions from both Red Pen Logic and Mike Winger because I think it's very they both did a really great job at, at exposing that false doctrine um, or a progressive teacher was claiming that Jesus was being a racist in this section
0: oh see I haven't heard anything that
1: oh you didn't I'm no. gonna have to <laughs> oh, I guess you got some YouTube to watch when we get done with this but I, I want to bring up a few key points on that note here that this isn't about race, this section here. Uh, The context here, Jesus had just finished rebuking the Pharisees for their hypocritical outward expression of clean hands, right? That's what we just saw. And that God is after a clean heart, not after a clean body. Uh, This section is like pretty much a huge object lesson, if you will, for the disciples that are watching here. So we have uh, verse 21, Jesus is entire in Sidon, that is a Gentile region, that is an unclean region, unclean people, right? So that's leaning into it. And now we have a woman from Cana, a Canaanite woman, a Gentile. Uh, Mark will use the account of Syrophoenician woman, and that just further emphasizes the fact that she is a Gentile, that she is unclean. And we notice here her profession of faith. She says, Have mercy on me, Lord, O Son of David. Lord being a sign of respect, and Son of David referring to Jesus' messianic nature. This Gentile woman effectively understands the better, has a better insight into the identity of who Jesus is than most Jews what really sparked a lot of the debate is the silence of Jesus in verse 23 where he doesn't respond to her initially and the reason being is that Jesus is not doing miracles based on her on his davidic claims
0: right which he does she says that she, starts when she says with that. son of david right.
1: right she starts with the davidic claims and because Jesus was rejected as the son of david as the messiah He will not do miracles on that basis. At least that's how I understand it after all my studies. So it's not until she comes with a personal plea that Jesus responds, right? She says, Lord, help me. That is a personal plea, a personal call for help.
0: And again, you see that she came and worshiped him. Yep. So there's this act of worship again. Yeah, you know. as
1: part of it. Yes. And, and because of that, Jesus <laughs> now tests her faith, which she must have faith in who Jesus is before he will perform the miracle. That's the whole point of this, is Jesus is testing her faith, right? Jesus is, uh, we see this in verses 24 through 26, Where Jesus says that he came first to the house of Israel. His interaction with Gentiles are exceptions. They're not the normal way of working for Jesus. So this comments, this back and forth between Jesus and the woman, again, is him probing the reality of her faith. He's telling her that it's not good to turn aside from feeding the Jewish children to go to the Gentiles the dogs, if you will, because the Gentiles were seen as a scavenger jogs, unclean animals. He's amidst an unclean people. She's an unclean person, right? Uh, but Jesus will use the term little dog to refer to an affectionate domestic pet. Little dog, right? That's what he's he's referring to here. And again. We go back to the context here, Jesus rebuking the Pharisees for their outward cleanliness and inward uncleanliness. Jesus isn't insulting the woman here, but testing her faith. And that's that's the heart of the matter here. The question is, is would she acknowledge her unworthiness to receive the least of his miracles? That's the whole point of the question. Uh, That Jesus is asking. And then verse 27, she does that. She recognizes her unworthiness. She submits to Jesus. She doesn't dispute the claim of of being a little dog, right? She acknowledges that. She says, yes, Lord, even the little dogs um, get scraps from the table. She uses these words to acknowledge her position. So it's not that Jesus is knocking her down. She is acknowledging and putting faith in. This is a test of faith. Her response reminds me of the Abrahamic covenant. Right, I will bless those who bless you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And then verse 28, Jesus then condemn, commends her for her faith and heals her daughter. So you see here throughout this passage, the woman demonstrating faith, she's submitting to God and to His will, and because of that, her faith and submission, um, her daughter is healed and she is commended. So that's that's what I had on that section there. Very nice. Thanks.
0: Okay, so the next section is...
1: (laughs) 29 through 31?
0: Yeah, that's what I have. And I just noted here because I thought it's pretty amazing um, that all the people glorified God. Yeah, I mean, He did more healings and stuff too, right? Because it says right. it came to Him having the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others, and He healed them all. But then the multitude marvelled, you know, yeah. at, at God, and then they glorified Him. I like that.
1: That is nice. Yeah, you have here Jesus um, wherever he go he goes he brings about physical and spiritual restoration for those who profess faith.
0: Yeah. I mean, like for me, sometimes it is just those little things that stand yeah. out, but they they're so big they are. to me. So, I don't know. Anyway, and then the next section what 32 to 30, through 39 the
1: end? to the end, yeah.
0: Um so that's the feeding the 4000. Yep. Which I compared to the feeding of the 5,000. I just thought it'd be interesting to look at. So, like, um, the first one, there's 5,000. This one, there's 4,000. There are five loaves the first time. This one, there's seven loaves. And then there was two fish last time. And then a few little fish this time. Right. So uh I don't know I just thought it was cool to like compare the yeah, two. That is. <laughs> um I mean and it also mentions like those are men so there was also women and children along with them that are not numbered. Right. So you have to imagine how many more, you know, women and children were there within yeah.
1: that. But. And then it's it's interesting here that Jesus is still within gentile territory when he's doing this. So what he's teaching the disciples, the key takeaway here is that they're learning that Jesus can provide in any situation, right? You, your note there on the two different amounts of food. Right. Right? Any situation Jesus can provide in.
0: Well, not only that, too, like... They- they were provided for but in abundance right. on top of it because there was stuff left over right there were baskets full yep so i i liked that too
1: and then on top of that what the disciples are learning is that even the gentiles will benefit from jesus's ministry yeah which is really amazing to see yeah, I agree. Uh, Jesus is the Messiah for both Jew and Gentile.
0: I also love that um, Jesus was the example, too, of, like, he sat down and he gave thanks for the food, you yep. know, to the Father. So, I like that, too. There you go. So, but I think that's all I have.
1: The same here. So, a little bit uh, shorter, chapter 15. Yep. Uh, we will catch you in the next video for chapter 16.
0: Yep. Sounds good. See ya.
1: Bye.